0: This is Cliff Mass, and welcome to my weather podcast. Each week I talk about current weather, provide a forecast for the weekend and beyond, and give you more details about an interesting weather phenomenon. It's Friday, April 22nd, and let's talk about the weather. I have good news for all of you. This should be a very decent weekend, almost everywhere in Washington State, so get ready for outdoor activities or catching up on your gardening or outdoor chores. Today, Friday, will be partly cloudy in the west, with highs in the mid to upper 50s, and perhaps another 5 to 10 degrees over the Columbia Basin, getting into the 60s. There are a few errand showers still falling over Western Washington, but these should be history by noon. So a pretty decent day, really. Now, Saturday will be the best day. It'll certainly be better than today. A ridge of high pressure will build over the region, and that's going to end the precipitation threat. Sun will rain. Uh, Here in Western Washington, there'll be plenty of places that'll have highs around 60 degrees. And if you go to the other side of the Cascades, 70 degrees will be experienced in Yakima and the Tri-Cities. So a very, very nice day. Now, one thing I should note is the snowpack is above normal right now in much of Washington State. So there is still plenty of snow in the mountains if you want to enjoy it. So get up there. There's it's only another month that you're going to have the snow to play with. Sunday should be even warmer over the region, or most of the region, with highs in the western interior, Puget Sound, up into northwest Washington, uh, about five degrees warmer. Uh, the same will be true of eastern Washington, where it'll be you know, getting well into the 70s. Um, but there's something going to happen. A Pacific frontal system will be rapidly moving towards our region late on Sunday. Clouds will reach the coast during the morning, and by mid-afternoon, clouds will start moving in over Puget Sound, first very high, but then thickening later in the afternoon. Rain should reach the coast Sunday afternoon, and will spread inland on Sunday night into Monday morning. So at least the timing is good with this front. Uh, Next week will be a deterioration. I I expect it to be fairly cool and moist. An upper level trough of low pressure will develop over the northeast Pacific right offshore, and that produces clouds and light precipitation. Sorry about that. At least the weekend will be good. Thanks for listening. Weather doesn't end with the forecast. Now let's talk about the special weather topic of the week. Today's podcast will address a question that I often get. Why is there so little lightning here in the Pacific Northwest? If you look at a map of the lightning climatology of the United States, the West Coast is at the bottom of the barrel. with any northwest location, east or west of the Cascades, seeing a lightning flash and hearing thunder less than 10 times a year. In contrast, the southeast United States, and particularly Florida, can enjoy over 100 lightning flashes a year, some places even more. Now, eastern Washington does get a bit more lightning than the western side, but it's still not in the league of the Central and Eastern United States. Why is this the case? Many of our thunderstorms are one flash wonders and the vivid and extensive lightning storms of the rest of the country are exceedingly rare around here. But why is this the case? Before I go on, let me remind you that to get thunder, there must be lightning. And lightning is associated with vigorous cumulonimbus clouds that are high enough to have regions with both ice crystals and liquid water. It is the motion of ice crystals passing through water droplets, and in fact, supercooled water droplets below freezing, that result in what is known as charge separation, allowing one part of the cloud to develop a positive charge and the other to develop a negative charge. You need charge separation to get lightning. And only the taller cumulonimbus clouds can do that. As noted in my previous blog, cumulus or cumulonimbus clouds are associated with instability of the atmosphere, where the atmosphere percolates up and down. And this is driven by large differences in temperature in the vertical. It is not unlike the convecting currents in your hot cereal pot when you turn on the burner. You see parts of the hot cereal going up and part going down. The atmosphere is like that. So to get thunderstorms and thus lightning, one needs a big temperature change with height, usually driven by surface heating. And you also need a cumulus cloud that has enough ice and water to do the charge separation. But here in the Northwest, we have a problem getting a big temperature change with height. The Pacific Ocean, right offshore, is relatively cool. And marine air has a tendency to push inland at low levels. And with cool air at low levels, that works against getting a large decrease of temperature with height. that drives the cumulus clouds. It's sort of like turning down the heat on your stovetop. Another problem is the lack of water vapor in our atmosphere. Yes, you heard that right. Lack of water vapor here in the Northwest with a huge ocean just upstream of us to the west of us. But the ocean is the problem. The amount of water vapor air can hold depends on temperature and the cool Pacific Ocean, which cools the atmosphere near near it, And it usually tops out around 50 degrees cannot push enough water vapor into the atmosphere or can't push much of it a big contrast with the gulf of mexico which can get to nearly 90 degrees sometimes more than 90 degrees in summer and that can and therefore put a lot of water vapor into the atmosphere why is water vapor in the atmosphere important for cumulus clouds and thunderstorms because the water vapor condenses in the cumulus cloud as the air rises. That's what produces the clouds and precipitation. And when water vapor condenses into liquid water,
1: latent heat is released.
0: And that heat helps rev up the cumulus clouds. Well, this is getting depressing for thunderstorm lovers, but it's worse than that. During the summertime, when we have a lot of heating of the surface, high pressure tends to build over the Northeast Pacific and into the Northwest. High pressure is associated with sinking air, which suppresses cumulus clouds and thus thunderstorms. For all these reasons, the cumulus clouds of the Pacific Northwest tend to be shallow and weak. And our thunderstorms, our, our cumulonimbus, tend to be sh- relatively shallow and weak. In the Midwest, vigorous cumulus activity is associated with clouds that can rise sometimes to thirty to 50,000 feet. And 25,000 to 30,000 feet is not unusual. In Western Washington, meteorologists like myself get excited when cumulus clouds get to 15,000 feet. And we are elated when they get to twenty to 25,000 feet, which is relatively unusual shallow cumulus simply do not have enough of the mix of water and ice higher up in the clouds that results in electrification and thus lightning. So if you are looking to blame something for our lack of lightning, blame the Pacific Ocean. Now getting away from the Pacific Ocean helps. That is one reason why Eastern Washington has a bit more lightning than Western Washington Uh, Thus, you know, uh, they do see a higher frequency, maybe a few more lightning strokes a year. And eastern Washington also occasionally gets a piece of the thunderstorm action associated with the midsummer southwest United States monsoon that brings impressive thunderstorms to places like Arizona in July and August. The moisture from these monsoon storms can in fact be traced all the way back to the Gulf of Mexico. Now a question you might ask, will global warming increase thunderstorms over our region? Well, the best climate models we have suggest that thunderstorms might increase during mid to late summer over eastern Oregon, with eastern Washington getting some enhancement. We will see. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Feel free to send me your questions or any topics you would like me to cover. This podcast will be available every Friday morning on my blog and major podcast platforms. If you would like to support this podcast, feel free to use the Patreon link on my blog. See you next time.